the adventures of a librarian turned sniper, Liberty Schoenhauer, who finds that aliens started the zombie apocalypse. These things happen. She is aided by the great Uncle Danny Toughest Nails, and together they try and save as many people in the book Liberty's Run. Book one is out now at Amazon and Mythmart, and book two is coming soon in August. And now, enjoy this free Jayzo Modcast show. Azeroth. Minton. Zindos. By torture of blood and bone. You are already well known. Your victim's fate is secretly sealed until all their secrets are revealed. I release you from your earthly bond. Go forward now, my evil friend. Mythmaster Beyond. <laughs> well, hello, children. <laughs> it's me again, back from vacation. Or should I say, a lot of time off in the loony bin. Yes, yes. So I've thank been working, sort of, not really, but you know, hey, today we have something very special for you all, yes. <laughs> Dave has gone and captured me, one of his finest artists, yes, we set the snare himself. So, with all of that way, let's welcome, shall we, Jenna Sparks to the lair. Hello, Jenna. Hello, Mythmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when they also come into the lair, also wheeling. They're like, oh, look how shiny and nice. We sanitize for safety between sessions. <laughs> All right, so strap in, everyone. We're going to have lots of fun here because I've got some interesting questions for you, my dear. <laughs> I must say that, from my perspective, your pictures don't do you quite the justice they need to. I, I'm seeing lots of lovely tattoos. That's a very nice thing to see. That means you're unique. Well, yeah, and I've got, you know, I know nobody's going to see this, but I've got my chest. But I've got a lot of things happening. <laughs> do you have an overall theme, or is it um, just kind of like whatever you're in the mood for? Whatever I'm in the mood for. <laughs> Nerdy stuff. I've so far on my right arm I have I, I've coined it my literature arm because I have my Harry Potter tattoo, then I have my Fight Club tattoo. Um I have a lot of pieces planned, uh, but I am the uh starving artist trope. Not so starving, but the the penniless. You, you've got the addiction but not the money, correct? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They ah. say champagne taste on beer, uh, <laughs> beer, beer, uh, monies. I can't think. We get you. You've already overwhelmed me so much. Yes, <laughs> I have that effect on people. Budget. <laughs> <laughs> Budget was the word. <laughs> it could be the sharp, pointy objects I have on the wall, but, you know, it's it's one of those They're things. Distracting. They are distracting. Yes, yes. They're, they're all my little babies. Especially the one over there that says, uh, 
M M. Yeah, I had it. I had it. Um, what do they call that stuff? Like engraved. Anyway, um, so again, it seems like you are a huge fan of pop culture because again, you you referenced Harry Potter, you referenced Fight Club. Um, I've also done some digging, and you're a Witcher fan. Um, you know, I mean, I am too. So, as far as The Witcher is concerned, I, I kind of had this question come up beginning with, are you a fan more of, like, The Witcher story or of Henry Cavill? I feel like Henry Cavill is probably what makes Geralt super appealing for TV. But Geralt from the books, as well as Geralt from the video games, is an entirely different Geralt. So, you know, kind of like all the various Jokers throughout all the Batmans, you can respect each one of them for their own reasons. You know, when you read Geralt throughout the novels, you kind of get this, like, heavy metal 1980s (laughs) super, um, well, Henry Cavill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he's um I think when they were talking about him originally, they were like um they say to like uh, you know, most men clean up well, he grinds up good. <laughs> yeah. Preferably. Yeah. Preferably. <laughs> I I like him as Superman, but I'm not attracted to Superman, but <laughs> I have, over, yeah. I I have yeah. to say that and again, uh without saying any profanity, uh, he delivers that four little F word with such conviction. I'm like, that, it's, yeah. just, it's just beautiful the way it rolls off his tongue. I'm like, and of course, you know, when he says that, you're like, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. We're all uh, going to get an epic, epic moment. Yeah. And yeah. I think he could whisper that in the ears of lovers and enemies alike. And I think everybody would be confused and con- conflicted, you know. What do I, I do what do I do with this? Should I be scared? Should I be aroused? Should I cry? <laughs> Run? What I'm do like, I do? Help help me, Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, I think that's uh again, that's one of the things I think that really made the Witcher take off. Again, thank you to Her- Henry. Um the the better part of that story is that Henry is like nine layers deep into the Witcher. He is like a super fan. Um, he's been described as like a walking encyclopedia for the Witcher. Mm-hmm. And because they're talking about him in the, doing these scenes, and he's like, I think Geralt would do it this way because it talks about it in, you know, book whatever, chapter whatever, and he goes down and he talks about where it's going to happen. So that was just, that was just insane. Um, well, and just never that he's so, like, in tune to you know, the fantasy world of both The Witcher and also just, because uh, he's really into tabletop, isn't he? Tabletop yes. gaming. I believe he's... And, he's I mean... I said, I'm oh, sorry. Um, I believe he's a nerd. He's, yeah, he's a big nerd. I believe he's, like, mostly into Warhammer, um, which is a yeah. t- tabletop skirmish, yes. Um, yeah, and it's, like, the warming to know that somebody is so invested in that fantasy world because I feel like you become a lot less limited... In your scope? I think it gives credit to um, him as that character because he, he, I think it brings a certain passion and love to it. Uh, we know he cares about it. I, I think from an actor's perspective, knowing they care about how that character is pres- presumably uh, put out there, 
you get a much better performance from the actor. Oh, for sure. Mm. You know, nobody likes to hear that a character you love is played by somebody who hates playing them. <laughs> it's the worst news. Like, there's nothing more depressing. Well, there's plenty that's more depressing, but... I've seen some crazy performances. Um, you know, one comes to the top of my head. Alec Guinness was one of those who did not like Star Wars, but he owned it. He owned it. Um, so let's ask some more happy little questions because now it's time to dig deeper now that I've got you warmed up. <laughs> oh, wait, let me. <laughs> the juiciest bit. Yes. And his name is Henry Cavill. <laughs> let me get those straps just a little tighter. No, this one hit me. <laughs> So, um, you have, again, somewhere I do digging, um, are you, I think you talked about having, or maybe you don't have it anymore, is the Hodgkin's lymphoma, do you still have that, or is that in recession, or? I am officially in, ooh, 15 years remission now? I had a scare last year where I thought, uh, I mean, it, it turns out to be quite a hilarious story in hindsight, but at the time, it was the most terrifying moment. <laughs> but no, I, I thought, um, you know, that that I'd had some lymphatic issues. Turns out, I was binge eating nuts and was overdosing on histamine. Uh, whoa. Which can send your lymphatic system into overdrive. <laughs> so, but yeah, I had to do a whole, like I, I did, I, I was 18 when I was first diagnosed. And um, I had to do bone, bone marrow biopsy and everything. And it was in such quick succession that everything happened. And it took, I mean, less than a year to uh, find myself in recovery, thanks to my amazing oncologist. But again, you know, it's something that you continuously stress about <laughs> because you don't want to go through it again. You know, my hair is very long. I don't want to lose it again. Um, yes. But last year uh no it just it it again the the hindsight factor of it was you know oh i was just i'm allergic to nuts i guess so <laughs> go figure I'm i think i hear a lot of people are allergic to death as well that's a very nasty habit okay. um yeah so real quick uh just for those who don't know can you give us a quick description of what uh, hodgkin's lymphoma kind of does to somebody if it continues to go or what you kind of went through there? Um, with, with Hodgkin's lymphoma, it, it, there's Hodgkin's lymphoma and then non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And if you guys remember the show, uh, oh my gosh, what was it called? I can't think of what it was called. Spart it wasn't, was it called Spartacus? Anyway, there's an actor on it. Uh, Andy, oh my God, I can't even think of his name. There was an actor who had it and he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and he unfortunately passed away. So non-Hodgkin's lymphoma can really really that's the nasty one if you get uh the diagnosis of hodgkin's lymphoma it's not i mean it's still daunting you still have to endure you know chemotherapy and all of that but it's not an immediate death sentence if you will that sounds really bleak but um you know and, and fortunately i i had a doctor who i went into the doctor with foot pain and came out uh with you know, a, a referral to go see an uh, ENT, ears, nose, and throat doctor, and then within another couple of weeks was going in for a biopsy and all of that. So, it's um, it's just a, 
it's an inconvenience. It's a major inconvenience. You're uncomfortable. I had, um, again, I was 18. I was naive. I was an idiot. And I had um, a lump over my, my collarbone. And I honestly, everybody was like, oh, that's just a knot. And I'm like, okay, it's a knot. Then I started losing weight. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm losing weight. (laughs) Not thinking right there. But then, um, again, when when I went to go see my doctor and and she had pointed out, like, you have a couple weird, uh, you know, balls on your neck. (laughs) Like, that's a little weird. And I'm like, oh, I do? What? So, and then um, it just seemed like they kind of grow, grew the minute there was, like, an establishment of potential tumors. And um, that was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to experience. And, you know, it was very weird to live something that you kind of anticipate being so mature. But I was 18, and I was working at Hot Topic and, you know, just this goofy little goth kid you know, but also about to go in for a biopsy around Christmas. <laughs> so, had, to, had to grow up fairly quickly, it sounds like. A little, a little. But um, mm. I think I've, I've got that back now. Fair, I hope. fair. Um, let's talk about another subject. Now, I don't know when it was, but I kind of noticed that it went from two people doing the world of myth down to one people doing that um can we talk about um what happened there maybe oh yeah there's nothing i mean as as much as i think we all want to know oh is there drama behind the scenes (laughs) no it just was um you know as when you enter creative fields you evolve and you can't help it you know you kind of start figuring out what exactly you want to do if you especially if you are discovering newer passions um that are ever evolving um and so with joe he just kind of realized like there was there were just other things he needed to put his attention to and you know in a lot of ways like um it's hard it's hard conversing with somebody you know and making sure that what you're talking about is something you both want to talk about otherwise if they're talking and you're not interested vice versa it's not going to be entertaining for anybody so I've also kind of found that I get to have a little bit more fun doing it not that you know him being on there wasn't fun in any way shape or form but I kind of get to expand a little and and I'm sure everybody loves to just listen to me go on and on for an hour about me drawing (laughs) and my allergies to nuts that are a surprise (laughs) you'd be surprised what people would like to listen to you know this uh some consider this torture some consider this great entertainment uh you never know the difference (laughs) sometimes now then uh so Joe's move on to greener pastures um but that leaves you with like 100% 100% of the autistic freedom. There's got to be some enjoyment in that because it's all your baby now. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like you kind of get to experiment and see what, uh, not necessarily what even works because I feel like you can make any kind of format work. But like you said, with the freedom and everything, and you kind of get to channel 
different energies into the episodes. So now I've started working with lists because I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of fun just to do like really random weird lists. And I think that idea came from the fact that um, I'm a huge fan of Cracked, the website Cracked. And it's just my, I love Cracked. And for some reason, their content for the past like year, I don't know if they got bought and sold or whatever, but their content, they've just kind of moved away from their listicles. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to jump into that for my own reasons. (laughs) So I'm starting to kind of play around with that idea and just, um, just try to have fun with it, you know? And that's, that's really, I think the, I think that's what people ultimately want to hear because I know when I know people are enjoying themselves and having fun, that's what I want to hear. And again, that's, 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 that's that's what the beauty of a podcast is. It kind of takes you out of the lull of your day and and you get a kind Mm. of escape while not escaping. Um, cause 'cause you're stuck here at work listening to me and you, and you know, you're, you're doing whatever it is you're, you know, doing to have to pay bills and be responsible adults and all that. But, this provides a small escape in your ear that your boss may or may not know about. You know, this is a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the plus side, too, about, you know, it's my my role with my job as an artist <laughs> job is um, I just get to watch and listen to whatever I want all day. So podcast galore is where I live. Um, and it definitely definitely helps helps with the monotony (laughs) yes i I can agree with that um so let's go over a little something i found perhaps a quote don't know where it came from but i'm sure you recognize it when i say from your facebook jenna you say (laughs) oh no yes i (laughs) killed the teen dream deal with it (laughs) Care care to tell us what that quote is about so, one of my favorite films, again, because I am, uh, Joe always said it throughout the podcast, and I, I kind of took it on to my own life, is that I'm a child of uh, the cinema. And I was painfully young when I first saw the film Jawbreaker. Uh, and I probably shouldn't have seen it at the age I did, but it completely influenced me as a human being. <laughs> And still does to this day. That means it uh, worked. And I, it worked. It did something. And uh, it just, I don't know, that line has always kind of stuck with me. And I, I always love the concept of it all. Because, you know, we think about what the teen dream is. And uh, I feel like when I was a teenager, I was not living that teen dream fantasy. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of felt like taking back you know if you were a kid in high school who essentially was ostracized bullied uh not anyone who was different like us that's who anyone who was different for any reason i remember having a, a friend from elementary school come up to me in high school and being like why do you wear so much black it's like because it deflects the sun, so... Uh, <laughs> kind of like why Deadpool wears all red, you know, it hides the bloodstains, hello. <laughs> why do you think it I hides- wear- Yeah. It's like, why do I wear a red cape? Hello, red cape, bloody no. You know how hard it is to get that stuff out of, out of your cape? It's just terrible. 
I can't afford that dry cleaning bill, man. Right? I mean, it's not ridiculous. <laughs> so I think um, I'm going to potentially wrap up my end of the bargain, and then we'll kind of hand you over to Kevin because, you know, he's much more normal. People seem to be, you know, oh, he's like a regular guy. Yeah, whatever. I know the truth. <laughs> Let's see. Do you, I'm going to go with this last question. Do you feel like TikTok is a good place for creators? Yes or no? So I am, I am a millennial. And I don't say with that with any pride or anything. I say that that I am in the the age group where we are just absolutely confused with modern day social medias, uh, social media platforms, I should say. My 16-year-old nephew, he always tells me, he's like, please don't get on TikTok. Just please don't get on TikTok. You will want to die if you get on TikTok because people are so mean. 100% and there's just true. It is. It's horrible on TikTok. I, I see so, so many nasty comments. It's like a plethora of evil. It is. I mean, but at least, you know, there's a lot of souls to, to bring back who are on, you know, TikTok. <laughs> you, you can torment them for eternity, right? Yes, I can. But, <laughs> I've had I've had many a late night talking about to myself going, ooh, TikTok, look at all the people on TikTok. Then I'm like, ooh, look at the nasty comments. I'm like, well, what if they make mean comments? Wait, wait, what if they make nice comments? Ooh, not nice comments, no. So, you know, talk about <laughs> that kind of thing. A perfect feeding ground. Yeah. But I think, I think as with any social media platform, anywhere you can get your expression out, and I think, you know, we... <clears throat> As cre creative people, as creative thinkers, you definitely have to kind of have your your uh, finger on the pulse in terms of how to gain attraction, how to gain any kind of attention in, in really any way, you know, um, because the, the market is so saturated because of social media. So with TikTok, you know, when you see uh, so many little trends, little things, um, constantly coming up in your feed I think it can be super beneficial um I think you just really have to be mindful that there will be people who are very uh despicable on TikTok but lots of ugly people out there yeah but that's gonna be anywhere and you're gonna risk that even if you were you know showing in a gallery if you're showing you know somewhere in person if you're doing uh, a real-time a drawing event you're gonna risk somebody being really crappy and, and that's the sad part too i i think you know as much as i love people being mean and ugly to each other that there's some of that that's <laughs> it's just really not necessary and and again I, I i really enjoy some of these tiktokers how they handle their hecklers and handle yep. their hate um because they just they just own who they are they're like this is yeah. me if you don't like it you don't have to follow it's 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 you can, you can just scroll. Have fun. <laughs> it's what it's made for. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally legal in every state. Woo! <laughs> well, I yeah. think at this point I'm going to hand you over to Kevin. There's only a little time left. We're going to do 45 minutes today, I think, uh, because I'm feeling like taking up most of the show, and Kevin can have whatever's left. <laughs> Give Maybe. him the dregs. Yes. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, if your fans uh, would like to see some of your work or basically how do people, <laughs> in a in a not so creepy way, find you, find your work, <laughs> websites that you are on, um, obviously you're on the podcast with the World of Myth uh, and um, things like that, but is there something above and beyond that? Um, you can always go to my website, jennasparksart.com. I have my entire portfolio up there, and uh, you can oh, just swoon over my art. Uh, tell me if you hate it. <laughs> One or the other. There is no in-between. Uh, social media, all that fun stuff, Jenna Sparks art, or Jenna Sparks underscore Misfit Marvels. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's fair. Okay, so... I'll leave you be for now, but don't you fret. Maybe someday again we'll meet and <laughs> you may not get off so lucky. <laughs> yeah. I feel very I feel very lucky. I feel no, I shouldn't uh I shouldn't say that Han jinx myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, don't you get that. <laughs> it's it's been an absolutely terrible time. <laughs> I've done my job. <laughs> and I say that with love. Right? <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin. Um, we are now in the portion of the show that is called Beyond the Lair. Uh, Jenna looks like she's done with her interview with Mythmaster. Um, let me just kind of wipe that off your face there. Okay. Not sure how you got that on there, but uh, we won't talk about what that is. Um, so, again, still here to ask interesting questions of Jenna um, on a more, like, relaxed nature because uh, as much as we love the Mythmaster, he is an intimidating figure uh, whether we like it or not. Um, so my first question to you is, um, when you're going in your, where you're doing your reviews, um, I know that you, sometimes you do them in a certain order, but let's just ask this question. Is there a certain section that like you're most excited to go to? Like, you're like, Ooh, I get to go to that gallery and look at all the fancy art. Honestly, I love the horror section of the stories. And then I absolutely and i think i fawn over it every episode or every time i do a review is the review section with michael a arnold i love his reviews like it takes i try like you said i try to maintain an order and just go you know according to to the numbered stories then move on to poetry then art and then the reviews and it just it takes everything for me not to jump straight to michael's reviews <laughs> because I, I just feel like I always walk away with with something that like I feel really bad that I didn't already know but I also love that and so it's just it's a lot of fun and I like how Michael you know presents facts and presents these concepts and his opinions regarding you know art and literature it's just so much fun to consume so that's that's my favorite part admittedly I was, I was curious about that mine again Admittedly, mine is the the art gallery. I I go there first, like every time, without <laughs> fail. It's just like, ooh, let's look at all the shiny pictures. I just don't know why. That's where I always go. And <laughs> that's where I always hit it up. And I love that uh, Dave is getting his daughter into the, the drawing. She's so phenomenal. Oh, she's great. She's the best person. Every, and every uh, time I she submitted something, I get so stoked. Right. She uh, whenever. Uh, we went to PCE a couple of years ago before the pandemic hit. And my favorite, favorite memory is I walked up to her. She didn't know who I was, like had no clue. And I said, turn around. And I said, hello, Zoe. Oh, she freaked out. She's like, she's like, oh, oh, Mythmaster. I'm like, yeah, now you know who I am. 
but uh, <laughs> that's that's the fun little thing. I, it's kind of one of those things where I, if somebody finds out, I kind of own it. Uh, it just depends on my mood too. I might disown it. They'll be like, "Hey, aren't you?" Miss-? No, no, I'm not that guy. No, 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 I do that about myself too. Aren't you, Joan Spark? No. no what? No. Nah. Who Who's she? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Depends on you know where, where I'm at in the day. Um, so. It is. Quick it's side the cops, qu- definitely, no. <laughs> Quick side question. Um, overall, how many tattoos do you have? Um, I don't have nearly as many as I want. I have, let's see, um, I don't know if you can... I, there's video on our end. Nobody's going to see right, this. Right. I have one, two, three, wait, no, three, four, five, six, seven, only seven, but they're seven. big. Yeah. You know, I have, I don't know. My Harry Potter sleeve is nice. It's very pretty. pretty large. Yeah, you can see the symbol there. So uh, again, um, obviously the audience can't see, but but let me ask you another thing about tattoos because um, if you've been on this journey, you you know what's going on. But having seven, um, how do I ask this question? Um, is it the endorphins or the artwork? It's a combination of both. Honestly, I, I love finding an artist who, you know, I, I, when you find a phenomenal artist who has such a unique style, um, you know, and, and because, because I'm an artist myself, I kind of understand the, the want Mm -hmm. of, you know, being an artist and wanting to put forward your artistry. So, my chest piece, the flower, I have a, an entire chest piece of Art Nouveau style uh, neo uh, traditional flowers. And then on my arm, I have this really cool atlas beetle with a rib cage and uh, a luna moth. Those ones were complete uh, artist design. And basically, I just gave a super simple idea, which a lot of people do. You know, you just say, here, I kind of want this. And they're like, all right. And whatever they do, I just kind of go with it because that's what they want to do. And when you trust an artist and when you see, again, their skill and their talent, if you feel like you need to hold an artist's hand, you probably shouldn't be working with that artist, you know? And And so you go ahead. I was going to say, and I have to give you kudos on on the idea that you're letting the artist kind of choose their own path based on your ideas. Um, simply because it goes from, you know, something like it has to be exactly like this to do uh, just get close to this and I'm happy. And I, I yeah. think at that point, his little artistic vision, his little artistic bones, like all light up at once. And he's like, Ooh, I get a, I get to just mm-hmm. be me. And I get a create, that is when you get from, it goes from like, almost like a professional tattooist to like an artistic tattooist and I I think there's a profound difference uh, there is in that because because anybody can tattoo like a name really fancy that's great or anybody can tattoo something with like precise detail that you've explained but I think once you kind of release them to have that uh, freedom to just go they're much more excited and and I I I really seen the difference yeah I've really seen the difference yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So, Love it. But yeah, I, I think um, let's just go ahead and give some bad advice to young young ones out there. So let's say that 
you know, there's another 18-year-old out there who, who's thinking about their first tattoo. Um, what's the best advice you could probably give that person? <laughs> um, think on it. Think honestly. On, like, yeah. And I think bad tattoos are great. They're a part of who we are. When I was 18, again, uh, for okay, so I am going to start, I'm going to preface with tattoos don't have to be deep. They don't have to have this, like, super intense meaning. They don't have to be memorials. They don't have to be, you know, oh, hope, love, dream, live, laugh, love. If you think something is cool looking, you know what? That means something, right? But you do also have to use a little bit of of your brain um, and realize that trends are trends. And there is a good chance that 30 years down the line, you will probably look at that tattoo and be like, that was really stupid. (laughs) But I also think, you know, with how dynamic life is, um, you know, there's something to be said about where we are in those moments um, and the, the want for an outlet. And, you know, my, my first tattoo uh was a group of stars nice. and it, i hate it i hate it today but if if you were to actually look at it i got the tattoo right on my 18th birthday uh several months later after it had healed and everything was when i i went in and got diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma and Rough. they had to put it for a cath and my surgeon bless his heart he he was i mean obviously i've i've grown and skin has stretched and everything but um he he put it back he he had to cut right through it but he put it back oh, God bless and him. so now, yeah and it was so sweet and he was so excited about it. he was like i did my best and i'm like no it's perfect oh that's great but it's, that was that's a whole part of of my life's you know experiences that you know is a whole moment of my life and Mm. then I got another tattoo that said Enstor okay Enstor Svenskram which means big Swedish uh hugs okay was it kisses I can't remember and it was from a member of a band that I really liked and they signed it for me and everything and I'm like this is gonna be a great tattoo it's covered up now because also my tattoo artist misspelled uh Sweden in Swedish so it didn't say Svensk so I covered that one. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like getting a tattoo that says "No regrets." No regrets, right here. No regrets on your neck. <laughs> no um, no regrets. So yeah, I, I again, um, to, and again, I, I think it depends on the person. Um, I mm. think that tattoos are good in ways that yes, you need to think about it because it's going to permanently be there. Um, you know, henna is a good way to put something yeah. on your body that's temporary to kind of see how people will react to it. Um, yeah. But, but again, it's, I think we have like laser removal now. So, I mean, you know, if you have tattoo regret, you can go through that, but whatever. Um, and if you find yourself a good enough artist and you didn't do something horrible, a good enough artist is going to be able to either rework it, manipulate it, or cover it up if you really right. hate it that much. Right. <laughs> and you can't afford laser removal. Right. But again, you know. um, I think some people say that um, your body is your canvas and tattoos tell the story of your journey. Uh, exactly. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're great conversation starters. I think it kind of like, 
um, what's the words I'm looking for? I think it kind of like tells people that like you're not really like cool, but like if you know somebody that has a tattoo, you're like, oh, you're in the club now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my, my advice to the young kids that are thinking about tattoos is, is yeah, you definitely want to make it meaningful, uh, make it something that means something to you. Um, you know, again, memorials to people that have passed are really good. Um, you know, maybe as a father, maybe getting your child's name, uh, would be something that would, that's the only name that I would suggest you ever get tattooed on you is, um, a child. Child. That's it. The yeah. child. That is the, the only good name to ever get tattooed on you. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, so let's move on. Um, you are fluent in pig latin where did that come from <laughs> sorry what did you say i got totally distracted there right egg patent a latin that's what i said yeah egg pay yeah yeah my nephew asks me to speak to him in pig latin quite frequently um even though he cannot grasp what it is so, uh, really, it's it's the most useless thing I've ever put any effort into learning as a child. Right, right. I've carried it into adulthood. I, I, I should have taken my Spanish classes much more seriously. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, like, you don't even really have to know a lot. You just kind of have to know, like, the general rules of it. Like, and I, because I've seen it spoken so many different ways and just different, but when somebody kind of says, mentioned it, that they give you that look like, ah, you know. Uh, so yeah. yeah, if you're bored at home, uh, Google how to speak pig Latin. That'll be a real fun thing for you. <laughs> um, so you are a Lost Boys fan, I noticed, I and <laughs> that will bring me to another question. Um, obviously, I'm hoping you're a fan of Anne Rice's interview with a vampire, the book. I am. And I yeah, it's been a long time since I've actually read it, but yes. So have you? seen the movie with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in that one? I have. Okay. So have you heard they're remaking that? I have. <laughs> Good. This conversation's going somewhere then. Um, so, so what are your thoughts on that? Are you kind of excited? Because I've seen only like a couple like teaser picks and I'm like, ooh, okay. My problem comes with the fact that when they initially announced uh, that they were redoing it, uh, me and my best friend, who is a huge Anne Rice like, fan, like fanatic, um, we had already kind of like fan cast uh, Louis. And there had kind of been rumors that he was going to, that the actor we had imagined in that role was actually going to be in it so we were like oh my gosh this is gonna be so cool and then it turned out he wasn't so it's like my own personal battle with accepting uh somebody who wasn't this this fan casted actor <laughs> but you have um the actor who played gray worm in game of thrones and i love him i'm super excited to see him especially out in you know a role like lestat you know playing somebody who um, is just such a, a complicated character that, you know, and, and 
whether you you like or or dislike Tom Cruise, he he did really really well mm-hmm. in his role. And I know even Anne Rice, you know, she was really put off. Like, what you want to put who in this movie? Right. And it worked. It worked. So, you know, and I know a lot of people really hated Queen of the Damned, and you know, I I, I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> the soundtrack though, the the soundtrack was phenomenal. Um, but I think, you know when when we have this opportunity to kind of evolve a character it's it's very exciting especially because there has been such a a long amount of time since the uh original film obviously since the original novel was released in this it was in 74 right it was in the 70s that the novel was released good question (laughs) i'm not that big of a fan to know uh yeah but uh, so asterisk it was released somewhere very long ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think they did really well with the, the the first movie, and again, I'm probably gonna watch the new one just because I like to see how they actually redo a movie or revamp it. Yeah. Because um, perfect example is the old Dune, and I say this with Kyle MacLachlan. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that Dune. I just eat it up because it had was it um, or what's his name, the rock star in it? I can't remember now. It's facing. Um, right. that was up, huh? Sting, it was Sting. I think of Sting was in it. Sting, yeah. And I think his character is like is amazing. Like he's just perfectly for that. And so now I kind of take all the love from that. And I I went into the new Dune with like absolutely no expectations. I'm just like, you can't have any expectations. You can't, you can't. You can't take anything you already know from the old one into the new one, or, or you're just going to be really disappointed. Um, Especially. With- a book a book adaptation because they're not remaking the movie they're retelling the book and so you have these like original ideas from the the first film or one of the 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 better you know iterations of the films or even tv shows nightmare alley is another one where they kind of did the similar similar thing um regarding the the book versus a film adaptation of a film but Go on with Dune. Sorry, I got no, very that, overexcited. No, that, there. That's fine. That's it's it's <laughs> like I said. I think it's it's good to have conversations like that as far as like just kind of comparing things. And because I think a lot of times some people give certain films that just had three new movies come out a lot of hate because you know the new Star Wars movies aren't the old Star Wars movies. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Duh, duh. Yeah, I, kind I of the whole point. I, I love you guys, but get over it. You know, I, yeah. I understand why you may be a little bit angry at a female lead, but guess what? It's it's possible. Oh, my gosh. You know. Uh, it's... The, the female empowerment vehicle. Right? <laughs> did you not love Princess Leia in that gold bikini? I bet you did, right? Or just right. stunning. Right? And <laughs> feminist she, well, was, she was. She was a feminist icon. But, but the thing is, is like, you know, I didn't see Han. I didn't see Luke. I didn't see any male choke out Jabba the Hutt. Nobody did. Yeah. It was her. Exactly. I mean, that's how mean she was. Like, so props to her. All right. Back on yeah. track. <laughs> I believe <laughs> um, we're into 172 episodes now um, of the World of Misfits. And I think you started... No, actually, I just released episode 175. Okay, so I'm behind. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, so it's okay. It's okay. They go fast. <laughs> so 175, and so that puts you at about 97 episodes that you've been in yourself, I think. That's yeah. a pretty good category. So talk to us about, like, what when you when you did your very first episode, um, kind of how that how that went for you. Well, first, when you know or when you've been reached out to, to a podcast, you have to figure out how to get real comfortable with your own voice real fast. Yes. <laughs> because, every, you know, the minute you hear your own voice for the first time, you're like, what, what, what? That's what I sound like? I don't want anybody to have to go through that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like, you get you. Yeah, that's that's kind of why, like, I just talk in a normal voice. Uh, and I like to do <laughs> I like to do a portion of the show that's just me because small small insider uh, secret it actually does strain my vocal cords to do it doesn't feel good it, 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 it does it, it feels good to be your own person not that I don't love yeah. doing the uh, myth master because people seem to just love the crap out of him for some reason but, <laughs> but but yeah I have to I have to really actually physically work into that character and it's it's hard to get yeah. out of him because it's a it's a long story to kind of describe where he came from but anyway back on track uh, so, <laughs> well, you're, you're just the whole origin of the MythMaster. I, I, yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I, I, if, I'm kind of typing that out. I haven't really paid much attention that I should, but um, I do have it. And I'm trying to, like, do an origin that hasn't really been done, but there's so many out there that it's difficult. But there's no there's no way to do original content so your your concept is going to have to be for the original delivery yeah I and making is really cool <laughs> basically you know basically it's it's like how how he is what he is and why he does what he does that's that's the meat of the myth master um and i i myself know that so i'm just trying to get that out on the words um, so I'm sorry, back to your, um, very first <laughs> podcast that you did. You have to get comfortable with your own voice. Um, yeah, getting comfortable with your own voice. And see, I can't even remember what the first, I think we had done like a little, um, intro, like who we were, you know, just so people weren't, you know, super alarmed that, you know, oh, there's just these strangers here all of a sudden. And that was another thing, you know, coming into the world of myth, um, People had no idea who who Joe and I were, right. and they knew, you know, they knew all the previous hosts. They knew Stephanie, yeah. you know, they knew, they knew everybody who was involved, and, um, you know, coming into that and just suddenly kind of being like uh, the new cast essentially, and nobody really likes the new cast at first, <laughs> and you know, who likes the new characters who come to interrupt your favorite characters' arcs? Who, who likes so, the new Doctor? Nobody likes the new Doctor. Exactly. Until the new Doctor is gone, and you're like, wait, actually, I kind of like them. <laughs> right. I wait. I, I like. I like that Doctor. No, I. <laughs> hundred percent have been through that so many times they even have a diagram for it saying you are here you know you, yeah you, you, <laughs> where you start where you end it, it sucks you're, you're like for the doctor it, it's great because the bbc that particular show in general has launched so many careers it's not even funny uh, oh yeah it's great it, it's funny because uh, one of the episodes has uh, david Tennant going back to pompeii and during that episode of pompeii it's the 12th doctor that's in there uh dave capaldi or peter capaldi i think it is and, and it's just so funny that they talk about that sometimes that they ran into each other 
Um, so, mm-hmm. okay. So the first episode, obviously. <laughs> <And I'll talk. laughs> yeah. The, the first stop episode, again, obviously you're kind of working out the nerves, shaking out all the kinks. So, so now that you've kind of like, um, worn in and gotten comfortable where you're at doing your episodes, uh, what do you feel your biggest challenge is now kind of creating content is just finding new ideas to talk about? Yeah. And, you know, like I, I don't, I, I try to be candid, you know, I'm candid, um, across the podcast and everything because, cause I am a person, you know, I wish I were just a, a robot and able to kind of streamline the process, but I am just a person and I do have things that happen in my life. I'm a boring person, but you know, like sometimes there may be a week where I have not felt that well, you know, mentally. And, and I don't want to bring that energy onto the podcast, but I also realize that there's no shame in talking about it, right. you yeah, know, talking about, right. yeah. yeah. And, and, and just letting people know that, that sometimes it happens. Sometimes you wind up in a crappy place for a minute. And especially in the creative field where it feels like you are just constantly getting knocked back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like to, to talk about, those things but then I also really just like to have fun and talk about silly things and I just if I can make myself laugh as egotistical as that sounds but then at least I know I'm I'm entertaining myself right and hope somebody is entertained by that you know oh look at that idiot who's just laughing at herself and and again it it makes you more personable uh, more believable and people relate to somebody who's real Um, yeah and that goes back to you talking about not feeling it today um, yeah. you know, complete transparency. That's, that's why I personally kind of had to take a little hiatus. I was in a bad place and I think trying to find your way out of that is mm-hmm. part of what you need to share with people. Uh, yeah. because they need to know, they need to know a, there are dark places and B there's a way out. Um, yeah. it may, it may take a little extra effort. Um, but also I agree with you in that. It, it, you have to learn to laugh at the little things, the big things, all the in-between things, um, because life is short, and mm. you know, it, it, you just you get one. As far as I know, yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as I know. Um, but anyway, I uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here very shortly. But uh, again, uh, let's just kind of talk about real quick before we close. Um, if you had advice for anybody who is uh, either an artist, as such as yourself, or maybe wanting to get into podcasts, um, what kind of person, what would you say to that person today? Do it. You know, I know it sounds really stupid. Just do it. But really, like, like you know, I, I did a whole little series a couple weeks ago where I kind of talked about the lies and the truths that you're told being an artist or a creative person. And those, those all came from my own experience, you know, and I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to, to just doing it. You know, I've been working, I mean, like you pointed out, this is, you know, over 90 episodes that, you know, I've been a part of the world of Myth Bits, um, and it's still going strong. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And then with art, I'm, I've been actively pursuing this form, the form of art that I'm most currently working on for, you know, pretty much my whole life, but really, really, really like seriously for the past uh, seven years. So, uh, you know, to, to humble brag, if you will, seven years, you know, but then everything I had to learn before that, everything that I had to figure out. And this past week, 
I learned that I had won fourth place, a fourth place that they created specifically for me uh, because there were only a top three. And then they decided for the first time ever, <laughs> we're going to fourth place uh, for the Leica Studios, uh, the film studio that put out films like Coraline, Paranorman, uh, Box Trolls, all my favorite films. Uh, the, their National Craft Month fan art contest. That's <laughs> and pretty sweet. I mean, that, that, I mean, no, it's not first place, but you know, for them to go, no, dude, listen. Sure. <laughs> like, they're like, if we don't put this on here, we're just not doing it right. Right? Like, no, just the simple fact that somebody from a film studio that has influenced my art, who I am as a person in so many ways, like, I don't care if it was an intern, like, somebody was like, you know what, this is actually a pretty cool piece of art you did, and we're gonna just let you know that there's a fourth place for you. I'm fine. I am fine with that. <laughs> I won something. <laughs> Exactly, and it's like, I don't, they told me, like, I get to get a little book from, from the art of uh, one of their films, and I'm like, that's cool, but, like, just, again, the simple fact that somebody from this film studio, knew, like, looked at my art, you know, that, that is just so fulfilling and validating, and the point I'm making, outside of the humble brag, <laughs> the point I'm making is for all of the struggle for all of the mental torment that you put yourself through for all of the tears and the self-doubt and even you know a little bit of self-loathing sprinkled in there for you know every moment of genuine uh question whether this is the path you want to pursue there are moments that make it so so worth it and honestly completely override and overshadow all of those just crappy I'm gonna use my one allotted nasty filthy word <laughs> cheeky slings you know just those ugh. but those good moments when they happen it is just so so worth it and it will happen and it may take two years it may take eight years it may take 50 years but do it for yourself and do it because you love it yeah I, that's my long-winded advice <laughs> hey you know what that that's okay because you know the one person out there who may be doubting themselves or the one person out there who may be like why do i want to do this um mm -hmm. you know I'll, I'll even throw this out there uh, uh, myself i've not done it of as many episodes as you and I, I don't create content as nearly as often as i should but i work like crazy and i you know, uh, I, I have so many irons in the fire, it's not even funny. But I have met some of the most amazing people doing this particular podcast. Like, just great, amazing artists, just wonderful people. I mean, like, and they're all the same. Like, most of them, not, I'd say almost all of them are just, like, really excited to be interviewed. And really, they're all just like, yes, this is my moment. And... <laughs> It's great. I love that that people give to the show in that aspect, and because that that actually fuels me to kind of like do more. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm glad that our interview went really well because I've only ever done like maybe thirty to forty five minutes at tops shows, and Dave's <laughs> like, "Hey, you got to try to yeah. do forty five minutes Sorry. an hour." No, no, no. I I needed it to go long because reasons, but 
Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I really just want to say thank you so much for sitting down with us today and sharing a bit of your life. And uh, we're going to put the link to um, your artwork, and then we're also going to put a trailer for Jawbreak on there just because. Um, yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, you, and I don't want to get sued for seeing the... Right. The music film. <laughs> right. So we'll put the YouTube link to that trailer so that we can uh, continue to corrupt America's youth with free thought. Airport. <laughs> uh, <for> so. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, again, thank you so much for sitting down with us, and we look forward to your next podcast. So, all right, have a good one. Thank you so much. All right. and... <laughs>